0: yo 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 we are back we are motherfucking back it is thursday my favorite day of the week y'all brand new episode of btb coming to you live right now from hollywood california is that right jimmy yes sir this is a brand new episode this show is brought to you by none other than the podcast producers of the year the dust brothers miles jordan and who jordan winters yes sir so guys um i am your host your, i'm sorry your co-host Ben Baller, aka the Wash Lord, aka Back 9 Ben, and I got my dog. Jimmy Boy, aka Jimmy the Jizzit, and Mr. Uh. <laughs> AKA Mr. Eat all the motherfucking cartilage meat skin off the bone. Man, nah, for all real the though. Fish too. <laughs> for real though, for real though. Let's get into it. Let's go. So, guys, man, it's been a minute since we talked about jewelry. I felt like we dedicated this show to jewelry. And we should talk about it because me and Jimmy for fun last week. It was uh, well, this week, I guess the beginning of the week, Sunday. I don't know what how you want to call Monday, the first day of the week, or Sunday, whatever it is. Um, we're not seven-day Adventists, you know what I'm saying? Um, or adventists. Uh (laughs) we dropped a little video that kind of went low-key viral, right? It's got a lot of motherfucking views. Today Uh It's I'm a real jeweler And that shit pissed A lot of people off bro
1: Got a lot Under uh, no, a lot of people's skin Hey man How many jewelers Hit you up about that bro? Ain't nobody hit me I bet a lot hit you bro. <laughs> Don't nobody hear me You know they block me That's what they do <laughs> They act like they don't see it
0: Yo it's crazy bro Like
1: <laughs>
0: Real talk man People think like I be capping when I tell people that like, and again I just be chilling like when I walk in public you see us we don't really like, you know if it's somewhere heavy you'll see security with us right, mm-hmm. like even at at, uh, at designer con, security guard wouldn't even let me go to the bathroom by myself. Oh yeah, and you see like we still kept it like I didn't announce people like, imagine if I promoted it and let people know I was gonna be there. Definitely would have needed
1: a lot of security.
0: And so like when I walk around I just be chilling. But am I crazy? Everywhere I go, I'm going to get stopped regardless, period. It doesn't matter if I tell people I'm there, if I don't tell people I'm there. Like, some people think I think I'm capping. Like, I just really try to make it as short and as sweet as possible. Do you think I deal with, um, I hate calling people fans, but you think I deal with people who are like, you know, followers or fans, people who who, uh, approach me. How do you think I I handle them?
1: I, I feel like you handle them well.
0: Definitely, you know what I mean. But I keep it pushing, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, like you going.
1: definitely do. Like, that's something I I definitely need to work on. Sometimes I get caught in a situation where we stand in there looking at each other because I'm thinking like, <laughs> what are they waiting for me to say or whatever. But yeah. I see how you handle it. Sometimes you just you, you always keep it moving. But the way you like the way you do it, you just been in there longer or whatever. Like I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. So, like you, you know how to get it going. You know, what I'm saying? I just be like, yeah. I walk behind you and I see how you do. It. I'm like, well, shit, man, I need. I need to work on mine.
0: Well, anyways, the first thing I want to get into is uh, both of us own jewelry businesses. You know, we could say successful or not, whatever you want to call it. The most important thing I kind of want to get into is uh, staff, having a happy work environment, right? Seeing Jimmy operate, I've not been in his work environment yet. It's not that I've ever wanted to care to do it. Just, you know, it's it's none of my business. Um, One thing I will say and this is a fact, is um, for a very long time, I still do, I turned down a lot of jobs. And uh, we could be walking through Complex Con, a mall, whatever. And what I'll do is not want to, you know, be rude to somebody, but I'll be like, hey, my boy's a jeweler. He makes great stuff. And I'll pass him on to you. Is that cap or is it truth? No, it's true. Okay, done it plenty of times. Do you think other motherfuckers who are like sitting in the same lane or somewhat in, in, I'm sorry, not in the same lane. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, you know, in the same game, could you see them doing that to you? Nah,
1: never. I've had jewelers that don't even know me. We never met or even talk cross paths that talk about me and hate on me like they've been with me since I came out my mama pussy. Right.
0: And so... How do you feel about that when I'm sending, telling people, sending me away to give you bread, you know, and I'd be like, yo, no, Jimmy's good, man. Go ahead.
1: Man, I, I'm I'm appreciative, definitely. Uh, at the same time, it's like, it's real, you know, like I, I've i done that for some people, you know, like I I always show respect and, and and I pay homage to people. So I feel like, you know, anybody that's just doing their thing, you know what I'm saying, like the work gonna show for it. And, and I feel like I earned that, you know what I'm saying? I definitely feel like you wouldn't do that unless you felt comfortable knowing that i'm gonna do what what you're telling people i would do so uh you know what i mean at the same time it's just like i feel like that's what a lot of the game be missing at the same time you know what i mean but like
0: that's to show you there's enough to go around
1: there's way more than enough and it's just like all this bitterness and all this butt hurt and all this stuff people do it's, it's hilarious and honestly that's part of the reason why we made that video man because it's just like you know what it just really showed like you know what I mean? How many of y'all motherfuckers really just be sitting at home behind y'all little screens being with y'all thumb in y'all butt, man? Like, seriously, bro, it's enough money, way more than enough.
0: You know what I mean? We should really just... So let me ask you, bro. When you're in Houston, chilling, you got three kids, I get it. How often are you at, at your store?
1: Man, there was a time I was barely at the store. Now, I try to go at least for a couple hours per day. Okay. Yeah.
0: Now, with me, I've said this openly. When I go to my store, not at my factory, factory is where I go to work. Yeah. Store is where I'm doing like a selling game, right? It's actually counterproductive when I go to my store. I'll get people that have been there that, you know, just want to be, I don't know, fan out and ask questions and waste my time. Definitely. So, you know, it's just not really, you know, productive for me to be there, right? Now, when you have people that, like, how many employees would you say at the store you got? I got a total of five employees. Okay. Who's been with you the longest? My sister, Kat. Okay. And she's your real sister, right? Uh, No, my street sister. Okay. So let me ask you. You trust her, right? Yeah. How big is trust in jewelry?
1: <laughs> Bro, I can't even compare. It's like, it's more important
0: than life. <laughs> Does she have the keys to the safe? Yep. Okay, and she, you know, you understand, like, at any given moment, like, let's say for right now, because you're in Los Angeles, she could just go take off and grab some shit, right? Mm-hmm. Now, internal theft, that's a real thing, don't you think? Literally. Yeah. So I've had people steal from me over the last 18, 19 years. And one of the things that is common in bench work, when you have, you know, jewelers, right? People do repairs, whatever it may be, is... Most bench jewelers, they have an apron tied to their bench. And in that apron, you know, at the end of their work or if they're going to the bathroom, going to lunch, whatever, they take the apron off, it's hung on by elastic and all the gold shavings fall in there. Mm-hmm. Right? And people don't understand gold dust and gold shavings, that shit adds up. And this dude was stealing like a few hundred dollars a day from me. Ended up being 10, 15 grand a month. We caught him. My cousin Steve caught him actually. Got 21 fucking cameras in there, right? Yeah. Find everything. And, you know, you're just like, yo, you out. And you're just lucky that we're not going to sue you. The problem is you lost a steady job that could be around for the next 20, 30, whatever, and you get bread. Yeah. People don't understand that diamond setters, you know, you could pay a diamond setter 2 to $3 a stone and motherfuckers could set 300 stones in a day. Yeah. Do the math. Okay? You're talking about bands. And these dudes can work on Saturday, Sunday. It's up to them, Mm -hmm. right? Now, if you ain't going to work in your store, it's a different story, but we back the fuck up. We always have shit going on. So like, trust is a big deal. And at the same time then, we have people who are like giving shit away, marking up prices differently, marking up something here, here, and here, and then putting something in their pocket here. And it's just like, yo, I haven't had too many of them, fortunately, Right. I got a great team. I got a great and I wish my only regret is that I wish I could spend more time with my staff. Yeah. You know, but there's people in place for that. Right. My cousin James is doing a lot of the stuff internally. Right. I got key, my manager doing things. Right. Have you ever had a a situation where there was like internal theft of your store?
1: It's a lot, bro. And, uh, you know, like in the jewelry business, I always say, man, it's so crazy because it's like if you don't pay attention, you know, to the setters, you know, a, a lot of people. You know, especially down south, it's like they outsource setters, they outsource casters, everything. And you can outsource. I've seen this with my own eyes where a, set, a outsource setter, you'll give them a bag of diamonds and, and you know, you counted how many stones needed to set it. They'll take off and they'll come back with some other stones that were different quality or different sizing that they might have. Stole or did whatever, and and try to tell you, oh, you gave me the wrong stuff. You got to give me the right one. Da da da. And I, I mean I see these situations. It's a crazy game, and people understand. It. It's like they can steal one little diamond a day, and it just adds up. It adds up. Like you said, you know, that little scraps of gold turns into fifteen thousand a month. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, no, for sure. You it's just stop, every but...
1: day. You know what I mean? I've I've dealt with a lot of stuff, and you know, I I just recently went through something even crazier. I don't, you know, I haven't talked about or went public about, but, you know, it's internal theft is a, a big thing in, in any business, but especially in the jury business, you know what I mean? It's very hard and and it's amazing that you got a good team and a good staff because it's very hard to find that because people don't really see, you know, the ins and outs and what it consists of even run a jury business. They just see the money. I mean, mind you, you if you got a good employee
0: that's out there hustling, if a motherfucker is getting orders, selling jewelry in the store, selling shit, just off commission alone, these people could eat very well. They could go buy a house, they go drive a fly ass car, they go provide. Most of my employees, they're married with kids now. You know what I'm saying? Other ones are coming up. It's like, hey, dude, it's up to you. It ain't up to me anymore. Why do I gotta keep pushing you to do shit? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, because man. if I keep giving you everything, then I'm not. Then you're not working. It's me giving you everything.
1: Literally. Right. You're Raising a child. That's all it is. Yeah.
0: But I remember you did say that you had some motherfucker that you trusted was stealing from you, and I don't know, bro. Like that's just a difficult situation. How everyone deals with it. You know what I'm saying? Like not I'm good. not really one for police, and I've been very vocal about that. But like sometimes, a mother. Look, as much as I don't fuck with cops, at the end of the day. I'm not going to sit there and go to a cop and talk crazy to a police officer directly in the face. You know? Um, it's not necessarily respect for the law. It's anyone of authority saying certain things. Now, if it's someone, you know, if they doing some real, you know, shady shit, yeah, I'm going to address it. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's like, you know, motherfuckers got to pay the price, bro. They got to, I'm sorry, there needs to be consequences for motherfuckers that steal, bro. Not period. For sure.
1: End of the day, um, I always say this, you you, you got to sleep in the bed, you make And uh, you know, that's just life. We live in a world now that people tend to forget. It's like how you choose to disrespect somebody, um, you can't, or you won't know how they choose to disrespect you back. And it's like, when you choose to do that, you gotta take whatever come with it. And that's just what it is, you know, that's life. Yeah. One thing I always wonder, bro, like just, you got any uh, like pet peeves in the jury game?
0: You know, I took a little time off and, and, um, you know, obviously I used to get mad. Like I'd see fucking Johnny Dang, TV Johnny with fucking like, bro, why do you got a picture of my G-Shock? What the fuck you mean? That ain't my deal. That, that's under your picture. Like, bro, that's my desk. You see my fucking desk, Johnny. Like, what the fuck you mean, bro? You're like, and at one point, I'm not, it's not just me. Like he stole goofy motherfuckers pictures and shit. Like I used to get mad about that. Like I don't care anymore. People know that's what logos are for, right? The shit that bothers me now when I just sit there and go through things, like, thank God my algorithm is not really jewelry, you know, um, filled when I look at my feed. But I think there is watches on there, but I do think that, like, now with our video going viral, like, I feel like now it's going to hit my Reels page, right, which I like watching. What I do notice is, and what bothers me is the reason why, and I was told by the GIA when I won the award, right, they were like, oh, what are you wearing? Bitch, I'm about to win the award. You know what I'm saying? You're about to present me with the award. I'm wearing a Dior home suit. This is Dior, bitch. This is a suit. And then, like, you know, my sister styled me. She's the biggest stylist in the world. Oh, no, it's beautiful. We just wanted you to be like in your streetwear because you broke down a lot of barriers. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, go put on your fucking, you know, your your jeans and your your Supreme. I was like, shit, give me 15 minutes. I'll be right back. I changed like a (laughs) motherfucker, you know? And I did change the game because for a very long time, when you looked at jewelry stores and people, they were wearing polos. You feel like you weren't respected if you went into a store and didn't see somebody wearing a a button-down shirt or something like that, right? Yeah. And now, I look at these people, there's these guys selling watches, selling jewelry, and you know, five years ago, ten years ago, these motherfuckers weren't even shopping at Zoomies, let alone you know these dudes were wearing Banana Republic or Zara, or whatever. I'm not dissing the brands; I'm just saying what they were wearing, right? Maybe Polo, whatever it was. But they're they look forty to fifty, right? Yeah. And they're wearing chains. They don't look like jewelry doesn't look right on them. If you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. And you know these motherfuckers never heard of anything streetwear prior to social media, where the fuck it was, right? Yeah. But they only know about anything somewhat cool or if it's hyped now because of social media. And you see these dudes wearing Rude, wearing Off-White, whatever, gallery department, you see them wearing Chrome Hearts. That shit is a pet peeve of mine, okay? Like, this is shit I knew about in the 90s. Motherfuckers, I was wearing Chrome Hearts in the early 90s, right? I knew the founders of these brands, including Chrome Hearts, okay? That don't make me any cooler, it just shows, like, I'm not new to any of this. You know it I mean?
1: shows, like, you you just, you really about the life or the lifestyle you represent, you know what I'm saying? And I
0: made them intertwine with the jewelry world. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, oh, well, what about Elliot or Alex? No, no, doc, them dudes wasn't even around. Bro, you said this the other day when we was chilling, and you was like, you know, Ben sold the sneaker collection back in 04. Do motherfuckers realize that's almost 20 years ago?
1: No, nah, definitely. You was sneakerhead... Before I even understood what a sneakerhead was, you know what I mean? I was in the sneakers, but I wasn't a sneakerhead. Let's be real, you know what I mean? But and,
0: there's no pretending. Yeah, you just like just like
1: I was telling you too, like you know, now you see like jewelers going to the club, popping bottles, buying sections, everything. Like, they they in there trying to hype sales, you know, and do sales. You know what I mean? Like. Y'all not really in there living this life out there enjoying the club, supporting the business, the promoters, whatever it is. Like, this is this is a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really Bro, why do you think fucking
0: the Safdie brothers hit me up and had Adam Sandler shadow me for uncut jams? You know? And then obviously Greg Yuna got the part, which I'm happy because that's my dog. You know, and then they had to cut it. They didn't want to do the Las Vegas scene with Floyd Mayweather and do the LA scene, which I was gonna be with. And the whole weekend scene, if you saw that movie, that was supposed to be with me in the club. Yeah. And I was supposed to be in Las Vegas. That's a real fact, but not that I care. I'm just saying, like, James Jebbia, friend of mine, Cause, Huff, I don't know, Nikki Diamonds. I have to give him his props for, for being an OG. We're the same age. Yeah, and, like, certain on things, Diamond. you know, just shit like that, right? You know, I just, that's one big pet peeve. The other big pet peeve, and, again, I'm not saying they can't wear what the fuck they want to. I'm just saying, like, bro, run in your lane, bro. And, again, I, I get it. It's going to help you sell jewelry because you don't really tell you the truth. I respect the motherfucker more if he's wearing a fucking golf polo because that's what he was really wearing before. Yeah. But a big problem I see today, and I'm starting to see some pop up, which is great, but there are not enough black jewelers in the game. And it bothers me because a majority of the hip hop demographic is black. Now, again, let me correct a lot of people so they understand this. Just because my name was big in a fucking 10 times Platinum, aka Diamond Song, Plain Jane. I was already a massive jeweler before that song came out. Did that catapult me into a different place? Yeah, it did. It brought me more relevancy in in hip hop, even though I was already very, 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 I was cemented in that game. So, you know, me knowing these people, that's cool. But I respected Chris Ayer. He is the original Iceman. This man's still in the game, and not getting his props, not getting his flowers at all. He ain't even getting his motherfucking seeds. This dude really changed the game and was going straight to the top and doing shit on a bigger level. And I'm sure he's making some quiet moves here and there, but I feel like in a way they've been blackballed, pun intended, because this game is ran by a conglomerate. That doesn't mean I can't eat. Just because BlackRock and Vanguard own all these companies, whatever, boom. A lot of people are still eating out there. Some people are like, well, fuck that. I'm not getting my billions of this. Uh, Dog, I have no desire to make a billion dollars. Maybe you have different aspirations. I'm just saying for me. For sure. I live good. I'd rather be happy and cool. But I do understand that there should be more black jewelers. I just think that there's too much hating when it comes to outsourcing, when it comes to, I mean, my relationships with diamond distributors and stuff, I'm directly to almost pretty much, there's no middleman anymore You know, with me. Mm I know you might have a different situation when you're buying parcels or melee diamonds or whatever, but a big pet peeve of me is there needs to be more black jewelers in the game. I think it's fucked up. I agree, definitely. Next topic is sensitive to some. It ain't sensitive to me. Laboratory man-made diamonds. Chemical vapor disposition. I mean- C. When you saw the price of a CVD, a three-carat VVS e-color CVD was like ten grand. Not that long ago. But tell people real
1: quick what a natural three-carat. A natural three-carat. Because a lot of people VVS. forget a lot. You know, I feel like a lot of people that are, you know, that buys jewelry things like that just don't understand really the difference when it's a, a solid stone, you know, three-carat compared to, you know, a bunch of small stones broken down.
0: So, a three-carat VVS e-color triple excellent is probably going to run you around 70 to 80 grand. It, it could even range even up to 100 grand, right, for one three-carat stone, mm-hmm. okay? Now, mind you, this is GIA certified. This is a near-flawless stone. This is... This is water in your ear or water in your ring, whatever the fuck it may be, okay? A lab CVD that looks great, VVS e-color, is probably like fucking four to five gram, bro, today. We're talking less than 110. We're talking almost price It's a huge difference, right? Yeah. But I stand... I stand on business, motherfucker. You no, know, I stand on business. I really do stand on, you know, where I am with this because, you know, there's no money in resale. So people say, oh, well, you know, that's bullshit. No, that's real shit. Yeah. Right? A lot of celebrity pieces out there are CVDs, especially when it's on little pave and stuff. That's when you've really lost. Why did you really lose? Because the setting, if you pay... Anywhere from three to ten dollars for a setting on stone. When I say ten, you're talking about someone like Jacob or me, or like Cardi, someone real high-end level, someone in London setting stones, someone you know really, really does amazing. It could be machine setting, it could be fucking upave hand setting, whatever. Bro, can you imagine paying the same fucking labor for a man-made diamond to an earth-grown diamond, like? you've lost, let's just say, hold on, for instance, bro, some of these pieces I make have 10,000 stones in them, okay? Mm. So if you got 10,000 stones, and let's just say on a low ball, you say $5, you're paying 50 bands in labor. Yeah. So let's just say you're going to China, okay? These people are doing it in China. And by the way, you know, do you have any idea how, how, how much some of these really good Chinese manufacturers are doing machine setting for in China per stone? About like three, three something. No, dog. There's motherfuckers that are doing diamond setting right now for like a dollar, okay? So imagine- Like prong setting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. But you still spending like 25 bands in labor. Yeah. Okay? So regardless, now again, you could have a piece that's a lot smaller that might, but still, if you're paying five or six grand, you're paying more for labor than you're paying for the actual stones. So yeah. now think about it. When you got to resell shit, Right? If someone got, and let's just say for a rough thing, if you got VS diamonds, okay, let's say it's a band per carat. So let's say my buyback price might be five or six hundred a carat for real VS. Yeah. Real VS. Right? Think about the L you might take. You're gonna lose on all the labor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Depending on what the gold prices are. Imagine all the big ass pieces Jonas was buying when he was paying fucking five, eighty to six hundred twenty dollars an ounce for gold. And gold is two thousand ounce right now. Yeah. Imagine what them motherfuckers are going for.
1: Yeah, but most people they don't think like that. You know what I mean? Like some people and that's why I always said jewelry is like a preference, man, because to some people they're like, hey, yeah, if I buy that, if I'm gonna lose half, then I just spend half and get the C V D one. You know, like it's just people just everybody got their own way of thinking now, especially nowadays, you know what I'm saying?
0: You could buy an engagement ring dog for fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars now. <laughs> yeah, for and real. And I get it. Who's like, all right, boom. But now, I mean, whether you got renter's insurance, or house insurance, you know, it's a different process. If you bought a ring the right way, when I say the right way, who's to say right? Man, shut the fuck. We're not here to talk about genders and this and all the sensitive ass people out there. We're talking about diamonds. If you bought a diamond, whether the fuck you think it's rare or not or worth anything or not, let me tell you some facts. Insurance, homeowners insurance, renter's insurance is fucked up, period, in California. If you live in any other state before it's California, and we have a lot of people that listen to my show or listen to our show that don't live in California, if you paid renter's insurance, you put it under umbrella policy, you had a special policy, whatever it may be, it's not a lot of money to insure a $25,000 ring. It's a lot less than you think, and it's a lot what's really worth it. Let's say seven years down the line, you and your wife are out somewhere in Italy, somewhere whatever the fuck it may be, now you lost the ring. Let's say you spent $25,000 on that ring, right? Let's say the appraisal value on the ring was $32,000, dollars That was in 2023. Now it's 2028. Most likely the diamond went up in price, even if it went up 5% a year. For sure. Now, mind you, the replacement value has to be redone. Now, guess what? You made money. Because when you make the claim... They got to pay you to replace that stone with it cost today. Yes, sir. So if you do it the right way, there's ways to do it. Now, CBD prices have been dropping like crazy. The prices on right now are so insane that I've ran it through my mind. Like, fuck, you want to buy one real quick? Cool. You want to do some silly shit? Great. But you were telling me when you was talking to a diamond dealer, what were they saying about you know cbd prices and everything and what is doing the diamond prices he
1: said you know that that the cbd hype was causing natural diamond prices to go down and i even asked him because i got a lot of natural diamonds that are big you know i still got my eight carat you know what i'm saying engaging ring all that stuff so i asked him i was like well what do you think you know i think you think it's gonna keep going down or you know me, I mean it's gonna go back up one day because i want to know shit. because if i got to dump my stuff and he's like no 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 as soon as this trend and this hype is over with the CVD diamonds are going to pop right back up, and it's only going to go more. And the best example for you, like you were talking about the diamond, like when I bought the 8-carat, I bought it in 2019, and it's gone up in price since then almost 20%. And that's why I've never sold it, because it's just sitting there and it's making money. That's the thing with natural diamonds. It's going to keep going up.
0: And when you need to sell it or you need to do what you need to do, you're going to figure it out. Exactly. My question is, when you talk to people, you talk to more people than I do when it comes to that shit. Are they setting them in 14-carat or 10-carat gold at least? Or are they sending it in silver and just dipping in gold?
1: Um, the people that I do know send it in gold. You know what I mean? So they really try to make it look right? Definitely. Like, they're, they're doing it in the process. But, you know, for all we know, I don't know. You know and, and I don't offer and I don't sell, you know, CVD or anything synthetic. Yeah. So, you know, what I mean, I just i rather do it that way. You know, a lot of people look at it as at business standpoint. Yeah, it like as of right now, it's not smart because everybody's trying to milk it. But to me, it's i rather just not i rather save the headache basically for myself. You know, I seen when the CBDs first came out, I seen jewelers hating, talking all this trash about it. And literally six months later, all of a sudden now they're making videos, hyping it, trying to get people to go that way. And for me, it's like when I got into buying jewelry before I even was a jeweler, I looked at jewelry as a, an investment, even if, you know, I, I spend this money, if some go down in a bad situation, I can sell it. At least I can sell it for something. You know, I get some back so I can use that money to make money back or do whatever and bounce back with CVD. And and all this Moser stuff like that, bro, ain't, ain't no money in that. Literally no, no money. Like you invest in that. You better keep that motherfucker forever, you know what I'm saying? Because you ain't going to be able to get nothing back from that. Unless it's in gold, then you can, you know, scrap the gold. But it's just like, you know, that that was my way of saving money. So, you know what I mean? That's why I look at it. That's why I don't offer it because I wouldn't want to sell something to somebody. And later on, they come back and it's just worth nothing. You know what I mean? At least they're getting something back. That's just what it is.
0: Well, let me ask you, man. If Jimmy or Jackson wanted to be a jeweler, you know, after they turn 18, didn't want to go to college, how would you feel about that? Real shit. I wouldn't
1: feel no type of way about it. You know, I I would want, I would kind of hopefully pay attention and see that that's what they wanted to do prior. So I could kind of like, you know, put them on game and kind of like give them some experience and let them go through at an early age to, you know, head that route or at least know some about it to have something to fall back on in case, you know, things don't work out with their other plans in life. Okay. So, I mean,
0: you would support but you wouldn't frown upon it, right? You no, would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. You know what I mean? I know. But would you like, would you want them to work under you? Or would you, you know, like how would you feel about like the whole situation is what I'm asking?
1: Um, I feel like I would want them to work under me just to get the experience and they can go on their own because I just feel like, you know, I can help them and educate them in some things so where they don't have to make the same mistakes that I made. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm supporting them in, in whatever decision that they, they decide.
0: Yeah. I feel like if London and Ryder wanted to do that, um, I'd have no problem grooming them into it. Yeah. But it, I'd want them to want to do it. I'm not going to exactly. tell them that this is what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Last thing before we, we wrap up and go to the, the – um. Go to the break. Is uh, how much? Let's say someone gets a fifty thousand dollars custom piece for you, right? Mm-hmm. How much do you usually ask up front from a client?
1: Uh, so usually what we do is we'll ask for like a two thousand dollars deposit just for a render design. Uh, as soon as we get that done and we come up with the total cost, after that we ask for half up front. Okay. And then the rest upon completion. Done. Yes, sir.
0: All right, how do you think I go about my business?
1: All up front. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, you think I do that before artwork or you think I do it after artwork? Like what do you think I do? Like I you do it ahead of time before yeah. anything. I don't even fucking talk, bro. Like I'm like, look, Doug, we're not even okay, cool. Yeah, this ain't it. Yeah. And I say And you
1: know that that's what I love because I've had some clients that are like that. They call me and like, Hey, I just wired you two hundred thousand. You know I'm ready to do this. That, da da da. Yeah. And you know those are you know rare nowadays. But I
0: think the fifty percent ain't gonna cut it anymore, bro. That's what I'm just saying in, in general for jewelers that are listening to the show. You know these are things that I never talk about on the show, and uh, we are gonna get into um to more shit. I want you guys to remember we are one week away from our video debut, Cold as Ice. Okay, so you can yes, find us sir. on YouTube, Cold as Ice Pod. You could find us um on uh soon to be on instagram cold as ice pod is everything switching over we're gonna do fan questions guys anyone that has anything jewelry related if you are an aspiring jeweler if you are trying to buy something you want to buy an engagement ring you have a diamond question me and jimmy are going to be answering questions live you could email us at cold as ice pod one word cold as ice pod at gmail.com remember guys there is no episode on christmas day Okay, Jimmy, you got anything to say before we sign off?
1: Nah, man, y'all just get ready. We're going to do what it do. Yes, sir. Learn the distance. between a jeweler and a fooler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hear that Lakey music in the background. You know it's time for a break. So uh, I'll be right back. Um, Jimmy's going to do, I think he's going to get some motherfucking pho or some shit because it's getting kind of cold out here. And uh, we're going to pay some bills. College and NFL football is cooking and there's money to be made. Sports betting picks, I got you covered. VIP one-on-one coaching for beginners, we got you covered. Me and my team of professional handicappers, aka the captains, are here to help you dominate the football season. Captain Picks is legit and it's fun. I love being able to watch games and communicate in the Discord community alongside. If you sign up right now for a single sport football at $50 per week, you'll get picks for both NCAA and NFL all season long throughout the playoffs. Also in NBA, UFC, tennis, soccer, the captain's got you covered and you can add another single sport or get VIP all access. Just go to captainpicks.com now captainpicks.com is where you go to win come rock with your captains sign up one time or reoccurring subscriptions with promo code invest for 40% off once again the promo code is invest come join me and my crew at captainpicks.com for single sport or vip sports betting should be a team sport yo 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 we are back sans jimmy i have some updates actually i don't know how to fuck i even got updates within the last few hours um well shit the night came you know what i'm saying and me and jimmy recorded um wait first off what a fucking week right because you know we want to talk about jewelry stuff and everything and um i wanted to get that done uh Regardless of a lot of motherfuckers were in the feelings, um, there's no subliminal messages that were sent in that video. I'm a real jeweler. Uh, that shit is at almost a million views in a pretty short amount of time. To be completely honest, it applies to anybody who they who f- feels like it applies to. You know what I'm saying? I just you know I stand on what I what you know what I said. But uh, more importantly, look. Let's start off with Monday. Monday night football. Seahawks, big fucking win against the Eagles, okay? I am sick that I missed the game. I couldn't be there. There's a lot that I can't do because anytime I have a chance to be with the kids or do certain things, I'm not gonna miss it, period, right? And when all the dust is settled, oh, shoulda be a lot different. But for right now, if y'all understood the absolute fucking megalodon that I'm dealing with, you don't understand. Mount Fuji is smaller than what I got ahead of me, right? And it's all good. Anyways, sad I missed the game. Drew Locke did his thing on the big stage. I didn't necessarily doubt it in the back of my mind we've pulled off some crazy games against big fucking teams. Now, as big as the Eagles are, you know, um, not that I would have rather we beat the Niners once, if not twice, because now they've beat us four times straight. and That's the first time in history, you know, that they've done this. It's the fact that the Niners are the better team period. So I'm not even worried about that, but it was a big game. We needed, we had a four game losing streak period and, you know, Gino was hurt. So I still like Gino, but it's nice to have options. Thing is, Gino's a little old. He's like a young old OG, right? And he's getting to shine and it's cool. He's got what, one more year left on the contract? I don't really know, man. We got to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. Pete Carroll is old as shit. We're going to talk about being old in a little bit, but it was a big W, right? Defense was cool and everything. I'd like to see some trades. Jamal Adams gotta go right and dude been acting weird and whatever and whatever look dog you got your bread man and I'm you know the fact that you still you know are even in your feelings after you get your bread that means that you actually care to a certain extent but maybe just it ain't there at least not in this defense because we played way better and dude wasn't even on the field so I don't really know what to say you know what I'm saying because he's an amazing talent I just don't think it just fits with our defense But, you know, it's been weird, man. You take a year off and it's just like, it's strange. It is really fucking wild. I'm probably not going to make it unless we make the fucking playoffs and that's a whole different thing. I don't know, man. Big win. We fucking needed it. Let's fucking go. So, anyways, it's early as fuck. My mom's here. My mom has not got really, she hasn't got to spend a lot of time with my kids. And um, she loves them to death. You know, my mom's getting old and she is a totally different person. I'm not gonna lie, I I was, I don't know if it was maybe, I can't really pinpoint what age I felt like. I wasn't tripping so much about being around my family, right? And obviously uh, my parents got divorced in like 83 or 84, so I was 10, 11, so I was right London's age. It's just weird because again, remember at 10 and at nine, I was already riding my bike to the store. I was walking to school by myself. I was taking the fucking bus, you know, far and doing shit. I was just, but it was different times. Yes, there was kidnapping, but it wasn't as crazy as it is now. I don't know, man. Mom was here, I'm a little on edge. She repeats things and you know, it's not dementia. That's my dad, right? My biological dad, at least. My dad dad had passed away. Um But yeah, I don't know why the fuck it's throwing me off. Just because my mom used to go to bed every night at seven, seven thirty. If she stays up late, it'd be eight thirty, maybe going out to a party or something, whatever. And then she'd wake up at four and she's going straight to work and she's just a workaholic, that's how she's always been. Now my mom goes to bed like at one in the morning and um she'll just I don't know, man rant about certain shit and um she wakes up later and she wants to make breakfast for the kids and I'm like look mom I got it and the thing is my mom is one of the best cooks I've ever met in my entire life and think of all the places I've ate right so mom's here but one thing that's great is I needed to wrap all the kids Christmas gifts all the Christmas gifts are done I had an amazing day yesterday with my boy Josh Richmond. He's been on the show. He's been one of Johnny Depp's best friends. It's really strange when some of your closest friends are Johnny Depp, Robert Downey Jr., and Keanu Reeves. It's just crazy. They all came up together. Josh is a unique dude. But yeah, um, me and Josh went out, hung out, chilled. And as we're having lunch at Jones on 3rd Street, at Jones on 3rd, um, there was a. Uh, we see fucking Chris D'Elia. And I tell him this crazy story, whatever, boom. He's been following me for a long time on Instagram. And um, we chop it up. And it was just always a great reminiscent, you know, there's always reminiscing going on, me and Josh. And and he's like the OG voice of reason. So I ask him like, yo, you think this was wrong? You think this was right? This is this? And just tells it like it is straight up. Straight up, always tells it like it fucking is. And I love that. Um, But the biggest news of the fucking week has to be the Colorado Supreme Court taking Trump off the ballot for the 2024 presidential um, for the election, right? He's banned. He's taken off. Now, obviously, they're waiting for They're going to appeal it. Trump's going to appeal it now and take it to the Supreme Court. I personally think, no matter how fucking delusional you are, I think that one, there's, there's like three options. One they're not going to overturn it. Two, so many more states are going to come and take his name off the fucking ballot. Okay? Three, he's going to fucking jail. All right? Now, again, other people are saying that it's it's election interference, all this other You can call it whatever the fuck you want to. And I'm not saying not to fight it. I'm saying, man, you're wasting your fucking time at that point. Like, I got a reason to fight the fight that I'm fighting in. Trump really don't have a reason to fight the fight he's fighting in. That's real talk. Real talk. You know, you could argue, say what you want to. Some people have these issues where they'll be approached like, oh, is, is Trump a racist? How is he a racist? Explain this, how this, whatever. There's reasons why I don't like him. And I'm on the right. But more importantly, you know, as of lately, I've been more in the middle, right? I don't like Joe. Fuck, you think I like fucking Sleepy Joe? He's too old. And the other day I'm listening to this show with um Michael Rubin, billionaire who owns Fanatics, and he was like, they should make a fucking new law and it should be global, that no president should be over 65. Whether you're running but while you'll be in office for four years or whatever, 65, I think it's 60. You know, you want a motherfucker that's alert. You don't want a motherfucker falling asleep forgetting what he says. And it's just like, dude, Joe's fucking old. He's old as shit. You know, have Michelle Obama run. I don't know who the fuck's going to run, but he's just too fucking old, right? And some people are saying, oh yeah, DeSantis, man, he's going to be the one. Are you fucking crazy? DeSantis got owned. He is not an alpha. He is a motherfucking flag carrier. He ain't no motherfucking, bu- bro, No. I'm seeing these little clips that the super conservative people are running. They own Newsom. Dude, Newsom fucking smothered him. And I hate Gavin Newsom. Are you kidding me? Vivek would be the best choice in my eyes. No way fucking Nikki. Um, Chris Christie, get, the, get fucking serious. Okay. But Trump is, it, it's a rap. There's gonna be some other shit. People gonna get mad, say civil war. Then bring a civil war. Next year is gonna be a shit show. I'm already telling you this in the most positive voice. I told you guys before that we're coming into some shit. I could feel, I felt the climate of the economy, inflation, the recession, all that shit. But just to be clear, back on the Trump shit, after the insurrection happened, we the people tried to prevent him from becoming president ever again through a fucking historic second impeachment. This motherfucker was impeached twice. There's people, oh, no, you're fucking tripping. That'll never happen. But boom. There. Said it was going to happen. It did. People, oh, this is bullshit. It's like, again, it goes to that fucking, you guys got to watch this movie, Dickstown, with James Woods and Oliver, fucking what the fuck's his name? Great fucking movie. It's about hustling. When a motherfucker tells you he's going to win, he's going to do something or whatever and you don't believe him and then you lose. That's your motherfucking fault for still going out there. When someone gave you a warning, they gave Trump a warning. Okay. He got impeached twice. Historical told his ass Republicans voted against it. Against the impeachment, and everything they said, it should be decided by the courts. So now a Colorado Supreme Court has decided, and they're mad about the court, like because it's a fucking blue state. And really, I can't see Colorado really being a blue state, but whatever is it, like 10, 11 like electoral votes, I don't know. Other states are coming. Please fucking believe it. The lieutenant general, of whatever, a fucking California has now said, they want to take his fucking name off in California. You take him off California, forget about it. I can tell you right now, it'll probably be like five or six states. This is going to be... They're going to they gonna hold them up so long that he's not going to be able to run. So, in other news, a court has decided that they're going to unseal documents from Jeffrey Epstein's list of associates, 170 names, and you got dudes like this guy, Don Lucre, was a dumbest fucking person i've ever It's painful to come across some of the guy's tweets every single fucking tweet that he does has community notes under it again real fact checking and people are just so fucking stupid and you don't realize oh show the list show the list how many times it's not that hard to google i don't know it's not mandela effect You can go to any, if it's a right side, left side, whatever. I'm talking about actual media news, not some bullshit. There was testimony from Jeffrey Epstein's fucking pilot in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. The pilot said Donald Trump had been on the Lolita Express at least seven fucking times. And then how many times has Trump been on his own jet? Okay. To fucking Jeffrey's Island. like are you, What the fuck are you guys talking about? I don't care if there was 75 fucking Democrats I went to the island and only six Republicans. It, it's bad, period. But there's so many people that you and I both know who are good. They're good people. They meet somebody. The person's really nice, really charming. They know somebody else. They're cool. You don't know that they're a fucking scumbag. Then it comes out. When it comes out, you have a decision right there. Am I associating myself with this person anymore? No, I'm going to disassociate myself with this person. I'm going to step the fuck away. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You know what? Some people are scared to admit. I'm like, yo, I didn't know that dude. dude was cool as fuck. I've known him for fucking seven months. And in seven months, I've seen the dude 11 times. Never seen nothing weird, never seen anything. My, my radar was really up because, you know, I got people around me that are good and whatever and then you find out some shit happened and The motherfucker's a freak, is a pedophile, whatever the fuck it is. You know what, man? It is really easy to be duped because if it wasn't, then fucking Bertie Madoff wouldn't have did what the fuck he did to smart people, all right? It's when it goes on for a long fucking time. It's when you are outed and then you got motherfuckers still defending you, but you got people out there that are saying crazy shit. I've seen this girl, uh, what the fuck's her name? She's always defending women about certain things, whatever, and she said, it disgusts me that people say, we need to wait for the court trial to see what the judge and jury says. And she came out with, it's absolutely fucking disgusting because once there's domestic violence, you know how hard it is for a woman to come out and say this? Listen, do you know how many fucking times people I know, close friends of mine, have had their cameras subpoenaed by the court from sides that they couldn't even fuck it. They couldn't go and change if they wanted to. They'd go to jail for domestic violence charges. Pulled out the cameras and it was the opposite fucking story. I don't know what the stats are. If it's more cap about DV or not. But you wait for a court. Why? Because that's when you bring out the evidence. The girl just says her word and that's it. And there's no evidence. And you come out and say, I'm sorry. It's not about who you know. It's about what you can prove. Right? Or I'm sorry. It's not about what you know. It's about what you can prove. Sorry. Denzel Washington Training Day. But it's just a this crazy fucking times, man. People are just so fucking nuts. And I just thought about it and I was like, if I could have a fucking job, what would be one of the biggest fucking requirements? And I said, a job that doesn't need or depend on social media, be the best job in the world. You can still get fired For saying stupid shit on a private page or whatever and people screenshot it, which is fine by me, that's fine. Okay? But it not being important and your career depends on it for your salary, that's the big fucking key right there. I would be fucking dream job if I didn't have to have to worry about that shit sometimes because sometimes it, it, it means something. Right? It sways whatever here and there. If I had fuck you money, it'd be a different story what else man there is uh, actually we'll get into that in a little bit you know what I did mention before we are going to do fan questions with me and Jimmy we're going to answer that it's going to be on the first episode it's going to be dope I'm going to um definitely do that you know there's a crazy story that my boy Matt Garcia who's been on the pod and I've been on his show and he's done a bunch of stuff he's, he's big on TikTok and he posted this crazy Amazon story about Jeff Bezos and Amazon Corporation Suing an ex executive, Carl and Amy Nelson. Carl Nelson, I forgot what he did, was head of real estate uh, projects for Amazon. Amy's his wife, she's an attorney. They lost their entire fucking savings battling a lawsuit against Amazon, right? For false charges, false claims, had their house raided, fucking with kids. And, you know, their accusations as far as Amy and Carl Nelson were that. Jeff Bezos is personally friends with the DOJ. She so could just make a straight up call to them, which I believe it. You know what I'm saying? You got fucking 200 plus billion dollars. Yeah, and you you got a, a shit that big. And then they finally fought it. Years later, he got almost all the charges dismissed. He got his property back. There's civil forfeiture, like it's going on. You should Google what civil forfeiture is. It's fucked up. And this shit happened to my cousin Rex with Microsoft. And this shit happened with Bill Gates and it was fucked up. And they fucked my cousin Rex, I'm gonna be honest with you. He was never the fucking same after that lawsuit. And it fucked me up. It, it actually really, really made me sad. You know, rest in peace to Rex and there was just so many different things that just bugged me out. But, you know, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's hard not to shop on Amazon, right? It is fucking hard as fuck. And you got to really think about what motherfuckers do. And the whole motivation behind this lawsuit with Amazon was they're going to lose almost a billion or half a million dollars or something like that. So like, nah, fuck that. We'll pin that on somebody in our company. Yeah, no, you tripping. Fuck that. What else, man? John Morant is back. He's feeling himself. Shot a game-winning shot in his first game back after being suspended for a long fucking time. And I get it, but he's, he's got to chill the fuck out. Because they'll fuck around and really cancel him. And it just, that's another thing, man, you know? And again, it's crazy. Steph Curry is probably the only person I could say that if you're getting $50, $100 million from a job that you're good at, I'm not saying not be you, but don't fuck up your check. And if there's rules you gotta follow, if there's bylaws, not actual laws, it ain't that fucking hard, man. I never felt like I was bigger than the game. No matter how big of a jeweler I became and how big or whatever, I've always been cool to every motherfucker that comes up. There's so much shit. Oh man, you fucking culture vulture, you do this. Shut the fuck up. That shit gets exhausting. But going back to you know your whole attitude, jaw special, man. I mean, he needs a little bit more to, to get it out there and be on that fucking LeBron, Steph level, you know, and and take it there. But he could see what happens, man. I bet I'm happy to see him back. He's exciting to watch. There is no episode on Monday, Christmas Day. There will be no episode. So Merry Christmas to everyone that is listening to this. Thank you for all the gifts, all the support, all the love. I want to say that this is either the last or the second to last episode Of Behind the Baller, we had over a four-year run. We had a four-year-plus run. I got to say thank you to Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, to Lakey, to Legal Cartel. We are um, embarking on a new endeavor of pod. Slightly different format. Still the same motherfucker. But yeah, me and Jimmy about to come for, we going for the throne. But yeah, no episode on Christmas Day. Um, We cannot debut the show next Thursday as I plan on the 28th. Um, It will have to be early January next month because I realize the changes that we need to make as far as the server, as far as the YouTube, as far as some of the video stuff that we need to do. We have all the equipment in order, but some of the things that we need to change over the Instagram page, there's so many other things we got to do, but we will still record a show audio version as far as uh, next Thursday, me and Jimmy. There's going to be no show on New Year's Day either. So just know that. So, But there'll be a sh- another show before the New Year, so I could talk about that. But yeah, no show on Christmas. Uh, I do appreciate everybody again. I want to say that again so much more. Really excited, guys. My golf swing is coming the fuck along. It is getting fucking just, man, it's getting smooth. New coach, he is fucking just really, really, really doing shit that I wish I did, you know, a year ago or something, but you know what? Where I'm at in the game right now is amazing. And I'm excited. Uh, If you didn't know, Golf Works, Golf WRX, they did an editorial on your boy. It's a fucking big honor. They're a big golf page. And yeah, man, I'm not going to be able to play golf at all today. Tomorrow, it's raining out here. this weekend. But, next week, I am playing golf with the legend himself, Michael Block. I can tell you there aren't very many amateurs that I respect on that level. But what this man did at the PGA Championship this year is just on some whole other shit. It is just insane. It is incredible. I am blessed to play with dude. He is fucking a really, 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 really good golfer. So super excited about that. By the way, guys, I got my official invitation to the Farmer Century Open. I'll be playing the Farmer's Insurance Open at Torrey Pines next month, right before my birthday. I am fucking hyped. I don't think there's anything else to say, guys. I'm exhausted. My mom is about to wake up and probably drive me crazy, but I love you guys. Jimmy, thank you for coming on, and I'm excited for you guys to hear Cold As Ice. All right, y'all, you hear the music in the background. I love y'all. Peace.